Dude. Yeah, if we're summarizing this movie, it's probably best said as inaccurate. Welcome to episode 30 of Who the Hell is This For? Today we are doing Prodcast staff pick and getting in the Easter spirit with Passion of the Christ. Can't wait. It's a very fun family movie. <laughs> the, o- the only movie that no one talks about when they leave the theater. Everybody is just silent for 30 <laughs> minutes because it feels weird to say anything else. Jerry, remember, did Jim Caviezel die after he got struck by lightning or no? What? The dude that played Jesus got struck by lightning when they had him up on the cross. I don't remember that part of the Bible. Yeah. What? Yeah. In the movie? No, no like filming. While, while they were filming. filming. He got struck by lightning yeah. while filming. That's, that <laughs> is nobody not was, a good yeah, sign. Yeah, nobody was like, mm, we should probably pull the plug Yeah, on this. why would you continue making that movie? That is the most pop. I'm not one to believe in signs. <laughs> you but literally were smited. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, but really, we did not review Passion of the Christ today. Thank oh, God. Oh, we just did. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> we, uh, we watched Here Comes Peter Cottontail from oh, the God. 70s. <laughs> and this was a Proudcath pick. Proudcath, why'd you pick this one? Because it's fun. <laughs> no, I, and that was, that was me. I was yes-anding you. I'm allowing you to talk about it a little bit. Oh, good for him. I'm not, no, putting, you on, I'm not putting you on trial with it. Oh, gee, thanks. What's your pass with this movie? So we have like holiday bins and stuff with like decorations or whatever, and we keep holiday movies like within those bins. So this is like literally a movie that only comes out at Easter. You can watch it at Easter and then it goes away. But <laughs> <laughs> it stays in your heart. Yeah. I have it on DVD here, but my parents have it on VHS. So yeah, I've been watching it since the good old days. Not sure why we got it or how we got it, but probably just because we have all the other mm-hmm. holiday movies. So I'm sure I remember. Is the copy we have the one you grew up with, or did we? No, buy I bought one? it. Yeah. All right. So this movie is made by the same company or same production group that Rankin made, and Bass. Rankin and Bass that made mm-hmm. Frosty and Bash. <laughs> that made Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh-huh. Rankin and Meyer. Uh, a lot of the same voices as well, right? We're mm-hmm. saying that there's yeah. a crossover between Santa those Claus two. Santa Claus is coming to town. Frost of the Snowman, Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, oh, man. all those. And so this is a 1970s? Se- 1971. 1971 picture. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels probably of the 70s, yeah. I think. Yeah. Not only that style, but just the whimsy, the unsarcastic whimsy, uh, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Unfair, because I only watched this movie with a sarcastic guy. <laughs> but I, I thought it was pretty good. Do we have any info? Well, yeah. I was going to say, before we get full on into the movie, do we want to talk about what we've been watching? We're kind of into it. Maybe yeah, we're we'll kind do that of into it. Okay, yeah, we'll do we'll it do after. We'll do that on the okay. next thing. I'm gonna, okay. Okay, so Rotten Tomatoes only has an audience score, which is 69%. Oh, this is nice. nice. <laughs> so... This came out the day after my birthday. You were born in 1970. Many years before. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> oh, it was on disc slash streaming in 2002. Uh, is this streaming anywhere? No. I'm sure it is somewhere, like probably Amazon. Yeah, we have to figure out how our audience is going to watch this and catch up with us. Rated G, starring Mr. Vincent Price. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was letting you do your thing, but hell yeah, Vincent Price in this movie. 
I'm going to have a lot to say about him. And, He's uh, Iron Tail, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. Shaggy, Casey Kasem? Yes. Yeah. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> so Peter Cottontail is Shaggy. Yes, yep. and Iron Tail is Vincent Price, mm-hmm. uh, master of the macabre. Fun fact, during the reprise of When You Can't Get It All Together, Improvise, we hear Antoine singing, but see Peter Cottontail mouthing the words. Huh. Uh, interesting. How about that? That's all I got for you. <laughs> all right. Pretty short and sweet. We've got two critic reviews. Too fresh. Yeah, I skipped over those. <laughs> I mean, if, even if we did have rotten reviews, I don't think we would dive into them for the yeah. family holiday special. All right, I am not finding whether or not you can stream this anywhere. We will let everybody know. Here, afterwards. I'll look on the Just Watch app. Not sponsored. No free ads, but Just Watch is a pretty great app. Oh, I found it on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> you can the whole watch. Thing. Yeah, you can watch the entire. The movie's only um, like 55 minutes, minutes long uh-huh. with credits, so I think it's only 50 <clears throat> minutes without credits. You can buy it on Amazon, um, but otherwise, yeah, you can find it on YouTube. So, do we want to do what we've been watching before we dive into good and bad, or do you want to do it afterwards? We can do that. We can run through that now. What have you guys been watching? Oh, crap. What have I been watching? Little, We, sh- we should do a quick thing of Riley is on like three hours worth of sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, let's see. I've watched Bridesmaids, Return of the Jedi. Hell yeah. What else did I watch? Some Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, that's a solid list. Yeah. I think that's what I can remember. I'm doing a lot of Dragon Ball Super lately. What about you, Jeff? What have you been watching? Um, I watched something this morning. So after Childish Gambino did his set at Coachella, he released a short film. It's like also the same length as Peter Cottontail's, like 50, 50 <laughs> minutes. Uh, called Guava Island, uh-huh. and it's him and Rihanna, and it's essentially, like, it is a narrative, it is a short film, but it's, they do, like, four or five songs in it, so it's, like, an extended gotcha. music video. Uh, it's kind of like Kanye's Runaway, although the narrative and the acting is, like, obviously stronger in this one, because there's more... Mm. Disagree. Haven't seen it, but disagree. Well, it's, this one is acting with music interspersed, where Runaway is a music video with it some is lines. It's a religious experience. It's yes. basically skits in between. Yeah, so it's a religious experience. I like Runaway. <laughs> I'm not saying one's better than the other. But I really thought Rihanna was going to sing. She doesn't. She just acts the whole time. Which oh, is no okay. no problem. But Charles Gambino does his, like, what he did in This Is America. But he does that during every song where he's, like, wide-eyed and doing yeah. a, like, thing to the side. Uh, but is was, Rihanna a super cool hacker? No, not in this one. <laughs> Nine ball. No, but it, it's got some really cool stuff. Got really good animation at the very beginning. Mm. So, like, the opening credits and the end credits are all animated. And so it's, like, ten minutes of the film. And it's really, really good. Like, just that by itself would be awesome. But definitely worth a watch. I think it's only it's only free for, like, a couple of days. So it's on Amazon Prime, and I think it's free, like, today and tomorrow. And I think mm. that's it. So if you're going to watch it, by the next couple of days, you'd want to watch it. So That's pretty okay. good. I started Dune, because I'm going to try to read the books, but uh, every time I keep trying to read the books, it's like a lot of information in the first three pages, mm-hmm. and I'm getting lost. So I'm like, I'm going to do a primer <laughs> with the movie, and then go back and then read there the book. Because <laughs> I think there's three books, and the movie is only the... I don't know if it's all three books the, or not. But... The new movie coming out is only going to be covering the first book, but I think they have plans to stretch it out and cover the first three books before the books get really weird. Gotcha. Yeah, so uh, that's what I've been watching. Prakash, have you been watching anything? 
Um, well, I watched Jurassic Park on s- last week. Oh, uh, yeah, we should say. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't That's watch. really the only thing I've watched since then. Mm-hmm. But that was that was an awesome experience. Shout out to uh, Tapcade for making it happen. Even though there were some minor technical difficulties, we got it rolling. And I think everybody had a really good time. Yeah, thanks yeah. to Kevin mm-hmm. for setting it up. Yeah. That was fun. Did we, I mean, just to be clear, for people mm-hmm. who are listening who are not there, we watched Jurassic Park at Tapcade. Like yes. a little private yeah. party. It was yeah. pretty cool. A little private screening. It was Mr. awesome. Mr. Tyler. <laughs> that is me, yes. Okay. Alright, should we deviate back into Peter Cottontail? Yes. What this movie did well? I think so. Or, hold on. Catherine, give us a plot summary of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's Easter. And Peter gets to become the Easter Bunny, but then Iron Tail whips out his pocket constitution and says, <laughs> that's not how it goes. I want to be Easter Bunny. So then the old Easter Bunny gives them a contest to whoever can hand out the most eggs. Wins being Easter Bunny. April Valley is cool with this. <laughs> but then Iron Tail is a sneaky sneak and gives Peter Cottontail alarm chicken <laughs> bubblegum. And so then he doesn't wake up Peter because his cock-a-doodle-doo bubbles go far, far away. Um... <laughs> And then Peter sleeps all through Easter Day, and Iron Tail becomes the Easter Bunny, and then everyone is all of a sudden not okay with it. How does Peter go and try and fix everything? He goes back in time <laughs> on his Yes Tomorrow view, whatever. <laughs> from <laughs> And then he goes all the way from Mother's Day to Fourth of July to Halloween. So Finally. Finally ending at St. Patrick's Day, handing out all his green eggs, and then he becomes Easter Bunny. Ta-da! Perfect. (laughs) And uh, that's pretty much all of our experiences with this movie. It is a winding (laughs) narrative rabbit's nest. Uh, There's a lot. A lot going on here. Yeah. There's some layers. There are some Real fast and loose with the plot. (laughs) There's just like... the. Biggest portion of it is just a montage of him going to different holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to make Easter eggs work for all the holidays. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he just challenge Iron Tail again? I don't... I have no idea. That's too easy. <laughs> That's not a fun why plot did, line. Why didn't the old bunny just be like, no, you're not. You're not the <laughs> Easter bunny. Yeah, so this movie has some narrative choices yeah. that get made. <laughs> Where, first of all, there's... This movie is what happens if anybody actually gives in to Ben Shapiro's (laughs) Debate Me! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this... Iron Tail with his pocket constitution. This movie is the eventuality of both sidesism, and, well, he's got a point in trying to... (laughs) Trying to get everybody equal screen time when they're operating in bad faith. That's what this movie is truly about. (laughs) So there's an underlying thing, too, where Peter, like... There's a clear supposed lesson in this movie, uh-huh. as there is with all kids' movies, where Peter has a problem fibbing, yep. and his <laughs> his ear... ear drops down. But if it's like a baby fib, only like the tip of the ear comes down. But if it's a big fib, then the whole ear comes down. Yeah. And when he tells the truth, he gets erect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pops right up with like a spring noise. And his eyes get wider and everything. <laughs> He's Starts just, to breathe in real heavy. Just horny for the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, this is a Ben Shapiro. 
<laughs> this was formative in Ben Shapiro's life. All right. There's some also some other interesting things in this movie. Like, Prakath alluded to it in the, the beginning where the uh, the election process for leadership in April Valley is... Uh, Wild. Extremely flawed. Fast and loose, and he wins. Like, the bad guy wins, and you see the entire crowd of bunnies standing there in the rain like... Oh, we may have made a mistake. It's like well, Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, it is like Black Panther. Actually, it is the exact same democratic it's system. Like, it's just like handed down, and then someone's like, "Hold up, I want this job." Wait a minute, Iron Vincent Price, is this your king? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we should just tweet tweet at Ryan Coogler and be like, "You remade." Black Panther is biting off of here comes Peter Cottontail. <laughs> Ryan Coogler, re- retired coward. <laughs> well, even before the uh, the initial challenge by Iron Tail, what's the governor bunny? Uh, the original chief bunny. Yeah. Yeah, chief bunny. Yeah. The original chief bunny uh, is making a decision on who he thinks should be the replacement by just looking by at picture. pictures of bunnies. Making a, a Mitt Romney decision this was on who he should be. Well before equal opportunity employers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is like how people used to pick their secretaries in the 70s. It's just like <laughs> Don Draper. Every resume must have a picture. Why? <laughs> He's got gumption or something like that. He reminds me of me. Yeah. Unfortunately for the other unhot bunnies that don't get picked. <laughs> the Elizabeth Warrens of the pile that are actually qualified. <laughs> So, we are coming in so hot today. This is an incredibly political episode, everybody. <laughs> Who knew? Here comes Peter Cottontail's an incredibly politically charged movie. It's true. <laughs> There's no way to avoid it. Also, I confused Elizabeth Warren with Elizabeth Holmes when you said that. <laughs> Wait, the Theranos? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, opposite point, but sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She um, is the one who's not qualified. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's first top scene? Uh, best, what's, what worked what well? What did we, yeah. Well. We haven't even really gotten yeah. into well, what we like. These are things that are entertaining yeah. about the movie. Yeah. Things that are actually, like, very good and cool about the movie are, uh... <laughs> he has a serious cool. Yeah. No, very good and cool and normal. <laughs> uh, but, no, Vincent Price... Being in this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for people who may not know, Vincent Price was like the big horror icon. He's been in everything. He even did the voiceover for Thriller. Um, and did the he did that intro on that laugh. Vincent Price is horror. And whether you're a diehard horror fan, whether you're a normie, like you know... <laughs> Pointing to the group. Looking me dead in the eye. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, that's Nightmare Junkhead. They, we, they are, I'm, I'm taking a page out of their book. They always refer to the casual horror fan as the horror normie. But oh, no matter who you are, you know who Vincent Price is. And so to see do him you? in like a, yes, do you do. You? If you don't directly know him, you have in one way or another experienced something Vincent Price has done. Yeah, I would say that's true. Okay. Yeah. I you may not know if I say Vincent Price. You mm-hmm. probably not everyone would know who that is. If you heard the laugh, people would be like, I've heard that laugh yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> because I listened to Thriller. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the classic evil laugh. Yeah. Like, like, I feel mm-hmm. like it gets used in lots of mm-hmm. other non-attached things. Mm-hmm. 
he like like I said, he is a huge horror icon. So I, I really like that he just did a family stop motion hour short film to really up that uh up that artistic credibility. <laughs> really expand his portfolio. Yeah. yeah. All right. And Riley, I mean, nobody sorry, nobody who does any voice work in this really like slacks off. Yeah. I, it's all very good voice acting. If there's any problems with this, it's not in the way that people do their pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody who's doing the voiceovers is also, like, pretty practiced in voiceovers. Like, mm-hmm. Casey Case. Right. That's a price. You know what I mean? So, and then all the other people that are part of mm-hmm. this production company, too. So, I did think, like, it's a great, it's a great thing for kids. Right? Yeah. Like, it's a, it's in, very much in the same vein as uh, all the other ones they've done. So, Rudolph, Frosty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty recognizable, like, the combination of animation and songs and stuff like that so it's a familiar formula short yeah it's yeah. short mm-hmm. um and i do think like you know as hokey as some of the stuff we say it is it's obviously made in the 70s so it's almost 50 years old but it's got pretty good lessons in it like don't yeah. lie yeah don't fib don't trust the government <laughs> <laughs> don't keep, allow your leaders always keep to your constitution in your pocket do whatever it takes to overthrow corrupt rulers <laughs> Yeah, it's basically teaching kids, if you think that your leaders are full of shit and evil, you're probably right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Iron Tail passing out eggs. Taxation is theft! (laughs) Riley, what did you like about this movie? Oh. I enjoyed... Like we kind of touched on, it's made all by that same company, and I do enjoy those Christmas ones. Mm-hmm. So, getting that nostalgic feeling of that '70s stop motion, I liked that. Yeah, that, that's my one point. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll take it. All right. Yeah. What do you like about? <laughs> no, I'll just take that. Oh yeah. I'm good. Yeah. What do, What do you like about this movie, Catherine? I feel like everything we've been saying. And just, like, the nostalgia feeling of it, um, plus the musical aspect of it. I like yeah, when we were it. watching it, I was hearing yeah. you sing the songs. Yeah, so yeah. This, this is deeply ingrained. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think it speaks to, there's, we've talked about nostalgia on the pod before, right? Uh-huh. There's things that we grew up with that, regardless of their quality, and I'm not trying to make fun of the movie, because I there's uh-huh. lots of stuff from my childhood that I'll watch all the time. That, Who goes west? Yeah, Fifel Goes West Fifel is probably West, one of them, yeah. you know, or cartoons that you grew up on, or movies, sure. or whatever, and it allows you, you have a totally different experience with this stuff than people who have never seen it do, right? So, like, I did not watch, like, Dragon Ball Z growing up, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not biting on its quality or anything like that, but there's a different connection you have with it if you grew up watching mm-hmm. it than if you didn't. Yeah. And so, I think there's something comforting about returning to those things, especially, you know what I mean? Especially during the holidays. Yeah, especially yeah. during the holidays. All right. Yeah, Anything else? <laughs> what worked well? No. So I let's, covered it all. Let's get into uh, what didn't work well in this movie. The god awful time travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the time travel is confusing. Okay. I love okay, so, that they included time so they, When Catherine went over the. Yeah. They do go. Okay, they go so in he, order. Of, okay, so he was supposed to just be like, ooh, boop, Easter, and go back to the beginning of Easter Day. Like back 24 but, hours. Yeah. But. It overshot and went all the way back to like the previous year, 
So then he had to do Mother's Day, Fourth of July, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and like all of them because he had to go through his year again. And the reason he couldn't skip jump any of the holidays was because the spider fucked up the wires. So it landed so on every they holiday. Had to like, they had to land every so often. Yeah. It's a good thing it wasn't like a 2019 time one because then they have all those holidays like National um, Pet Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to give an Easter egg to the... However, <laughs> you could prob- the there probably time. is a National Egg Day, though. So this could have solved all of Peter's problems. Just jump to National Egg. Um, Think yeah. about how many knobs would have been on the oh, time God. machine, though, for all those holidays. Let's see. One of the major like conflicts of the movie is the eggs turn green and he's just been painting the eggs the entire time so there's really no reason <laughs> but now for they're green on the inside who like people crack open their green. easter eggs yeah that, first of all like to be like nah it's green i don't right. want it first of all these smell really bad also, because you've I had them for a calendar year i think it was like <laughs> i think those are all hard-boiled eggs yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, do people, that's what an easter egg is yeah. do people know still yes. yeah you boil yeah. you hard boil yeah, an egg and then you die them out no. No. Yeah. No. no, you're thinking of like that's the glass like, eggs. No. That's you, for like decor. You blow That's not an Easter egg. You hole no. in one end, hole in the other end, and then you, and then you paint the shell. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You hard no. boil the egg. You and, it you the and then you dye them with a little like wire ring thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nope. Three V one right now. Yeah, you know what? I will talk to Denise. We'll, we'll take it to Twitter. We'll have a discussion. I have take it to Twitter. She, she, yeah, we're gonna take it to Twitter. I have no doubt that you did it that way. <laughs> I mean, like, I have done it that way, but not. So as did an you Easter break egg. a lot? No. Okay, hold on. So the then process, you can make the so eggs. You, you the process on your side is: is it white, and then you poke a hole in it? And you it's blow not it out. cooked. Yeah, and it then is you uncooked. Dye it. You blow out all of the yolk inside because uh-huh. I've done that before and done like. A paper mache thing on the outside to make it more decorative, and then that's your decor all like leading up to Easter. But during Easter week, you make Easter eggs, which are the hard boiled eggs. No, yes, these are Easter eggs. No. So let me uh, any this, egg painted is an Easter I'll egg. Call this is the right now. this. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> call her up. We're gonna put her on the pod. Okay, in this process though, if it's just the hollow egg Give that me you're dying. Give me an egg. I understand the but problem. Did you, I'm not. I'm not. Did you dye them though? Did you dye them? Because when I've yeah. done them, I've like, like we used to save like starburst wrappers, and we would mod podge starburst wrappers. Okay, that onto is so much eggs. weirder than what I'm saying. <laughs> We're jumping on me. <laughs> anyway, the green Anyways. eggs of the movie. Wait, wait, wait! I want to do one more thing on this process. Okay, so they're hollow. Yeah. And then you're dyeing them. Yeah. Are, isn't that going to be more fragile? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's incredibly really fragile. Didn't you, didn't you break them all the time? Because I never dyed it when I did that. No, I didn't. Because that would... Was... You, Tyler, as a child, didn't break the super <laughs> fragile eggs? I broke some of the eggs. I didn't break all of them. <laughs> Tyler's, okay. Tyler's cup of dye is just half filled with eggshells. Also, <laughs> also, also, also. What is an Easter egg? Easter egg, noun, a hard-boiled egg that is dyed and often decorated as part of the Easter celebration. I'm going to call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing that are, do people, and I, I think they used to, but people don't still hard-boil the egg, dye them, and then hide those, do they? No. Do you guys no. hide those? No, See, we did that once as well. way too much work. We haven't done that. We hard-boil them. 
and then dye them, dye them and, and then they're just, just there. Eat, they're just full. Yeah, yeah, you just eat those. Yeah. And then we hide the plastic ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Because you can't put anything in the hard-boiled egg. No, it's, it's boring. Okay. What's the point of finding them other than just like, oh, great, I found the eggs. eggs. <laughs> Man. <He's... laughs> this is why I don't celebrate Easter anymore. <laughs> you know what we did at Easter when I was growing up? Prayed to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for these eggs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing us these eggs, sir. <laughs> Mark four eleven and the Easter egg the Easter bunny came over. All right. Anyways, so what this movie didn't do is well. the Easter bunny the beast of Revelation. Keep your questions until is the this? quiz. No, I have a. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we got I have a, quiz. a great quiz for you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Isn't Easter when Jesus came out and saw a shadow and declared six more weeks of winter? I believe so. Okay. It's funny, you know, little known fact, Easter Bunny used to be Easter Beelzebub. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah! (laughs) It used to be the bunny from Donnie Darko. The eggs he was (laughs) planting all over the earth were supposed to be his children that would rise and take over. (laughs) And to stop them, you had to find the eggs. We really should do Donnie Darko for... For uh, our Easter film next week. Yeah, we should. Man, Donnie Darko is one I don't know if it'll hold up as well. I mean... I feel like there might be a Boondock Saints effect for that one for me. I don't know. Have you watched it recently? Uh, no, I have not. Let's see. So, yeah. Uh, what else did this movie not do well? So the time traveling thing. Let's go back to that. Okay. So he goes back an entire calendar year. Uh-huh. And he also could have gone to National Egg Day, which is June third. <laughs> All he had to that do was a wait thing a little then. longer. Uh, yeah. So he's going to each one of these holidays. He's giving out holiday themed eggs, mm-hmm. and if he gives out enough, then he gets to come back and be like Easter they basically button. reopen the challenge and just leave it open, so that if any time in the future he ever delivers more than one egg. Because the the loophole is that it doesn't say that eggs have to be delivered on Easter. Just by the end of Easter day. Well, then why doesn't the evil bunny just go and give more out to try to up his count? Why does he just not give up his position of power? Right. Why does he just say, I'm the chief now? No, we're not doing this anymore. I am the captain now. I'm just going to change the laws. So that you are not able to just finish this challenge. Also, guys, this makes me really mad. Uh, National Egg Day, the blurb (laughs) about it, says, June 3rd is an excellent day to practice egg puns and recognize National Egg Day. You fucking kidding me? You're telling me in this sentence it's a great day to practice egg puns? And your sentence does not say June 3rd is an excellent day to practice egg puns? Oh, man. I'm mad. Anyways. Mad online to start the day. Very mad online. But here's the real question. Uh-huh. So the evil bunny uh-huh. could just go break the eggs. If, right? if he wanted, but he just keeps trying to steal them. And he was trying to have his bat break them by dropping them. Right. But technically at this point in time, he is not Easter Bunny. So the whole theory of why couldn't he just say, we're not doing this anymore, doesn't work. Because he went back in time. So before Iron Tail was Easter Bunny. Okay. So Iron Tail hasn't won yet. But then how does Iron Tail know what he's doing? Because he knows all. 
He huh. has his gray egg. This is the point that... He has the, his gray egg. It's technically back in time, but they're clearly, like, other realms. Iron Tail gets like, a little... There's a lot like, of interstellar Because they're still going... Happening. They're still going to a specific place where Mother's Day is happening. They're not, like, going back to the same place. Like, when you get into a time right. machine and you hit the thing, you're, like, in the same yeah, place. Oh, yeah. That's what hundred years yeah. ago. Uh-huh. Right? All those times I'm in a time machine. So then, yeah. <laughs> Every time I've ever done it, that's what's happened. Uh, so they get up in the machine and they're traveling to different little realms. Uh, I think one of the funniest ones is where they're going for 4th of July Mm -hmm. and they, the kids, the kids think the eggs are firecrackers. They think they're fireworks. He, He lies to the kids. He tells them they're egg torpedoes. This movie is a cautionary tale for children of, hey, if you get lied to, you deserve what you get. Also, don't accept <laughs> things from strangers. Yeah, don't accept things from strangers. Or talking animals. <laughs> I, I do like that part, though, when they land and they start talking oh, to kids. Oh, a rabbit. Hey, it's a rabbit. <laughs> Just after this rabbit has already started talking to them. Yeah, the children are very casual, which goes back to my thing that children actors have gotten better as they've gotten older because they used to suck. Yeah. Just so bad. They're just pulling children off the street and say, read these things and then go back. Say, like, hey, it's a rabbit. Hey, it's a rabbit. Let's Excellent. get him, Jimmy. Like, <laughs> Great job. <laughs> Good work. Good here's work. A, here's One a take. One take. <laughs> Like had the children in there and they were causing a ruckus. They call me one take, Jake. Spilling, <laughs> spilling over all the whiskey that Winston, Vincent Price is trying to drink. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, just do one take. <laughs> Vincent Price is pushing him out. You hear the ice cubes clinking in his whiskey glass. <laughs> uh, the other thing that doesn't make sense, we'll go back to the green eggs thing. So, if all of it takes is that, if all it takes is that the eggs you just need to be a different color. It's a major conflict of the movie. We yeah. were raised on green eggs and ham. We this can't movie, let that shit go. We we dissected the plot of Halloween Town. We're gonna dissect the plot of. <laughs> Sophie's a ghost racist. We hold every movie to the same high standard. Um. All right. I mean, other than that, though, like, uh, there's some plot weirdo holes, but. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about is the French caterpillar. For some reason, it has a human face. Yeah, <laughs> there are some there are some screenshots of going through this where where I think we need to talk about them. <laughs> Post them on Twitter. There's one where the the French pilot caterpillar is going and finding a redheaded lady, and then she tops him um, at the end, <laughs> and the song just kind of keeps going. It's about being who you are. Yeah, there's a, a clear Pepe be, Le Pew. Be proud of what you're into. There's a clear Pepe Le Pew reference mm-hmm. in this for sure. I don't know which one came first. <laughs> but I bet uh, they know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, it, was, it was super racist. And uh, I think it's weird that if it's a French pilot that Bastille Day is not on there. Which, by the way, we cannot agree on how to pronounce. Let's, hold on, I Google. I thought it was a Bastier. It's thank you, Bustier. The the double L's in French aren't the Y though. That's yeah, Spanish. Yeah, but it's you leave all kinds of letters out when you speak French. That's what you're okay, supposed to do. Okay, but creme brulee is has an L E. Creme brulee has one L. How do you? Oh, Bastille yeah. day. Oh. Hold on, suck it. We I gotta make sure that's not the one that pronounces it fake ways. There's How to YouTube... pronounce Bastille Day? I know, but there's Would you a like YouTube another account. one? How to say in French Happy Bastille Day? 
That sounds like what I said. I don't think that helps our case. I think that helps Tyler's case. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say like. <laughs> but here's the here's the real question. Do you do you pronounce? Okay, I don't know. I I don't know. Bastille Bay. That's his best. Okay. That, that is something that just reads things as they're phonetically written, like, in American. Anyway, back to super racist things. Yeah. Um, Iron Tail was pretty much just Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a rabbit Hitler. He I throws, do, a, he throws yeah. a Heil. He throws a Sig Heil out there, and oh boy. Yeah. Uh, this movie is not subtle. <laughs> Now I'm just really trying to find that YouTube account that pronounces things wildly wrong <laughs> on purpose. Oh, man. Oh, here it is. Pronunciation manual. Is there... <laughs> fruity. Scoot and fruity. Can we get back to what we didn't like? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What else didn't you like, Riley? Oh, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Best scene. Best scene. Okay, so let's go back to the best scene. <laughs> Top uh, scene. I like uh, the Conan O'Brien puppet that's narrating the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> chalk that up to things I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Best scene overall. Uh, I think. I don't know. I thought the scenes that had the evil bunny in it were the most entertaining. I was, was going to say, yeah, like anytime that you had Vincent Price. It yeah. Like, that. those are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about giving more of that, but that was those are the best parts for sure. Uh, my standout scene, I'm going to say when they start time traveling because it's so absurd. <laughs> and there's just symbols of some kind of math. And <laughs> I do things. like that. Yeah, just a random abstract uh, math. We symbols. get a little astrology or astronomy lesson. And, yeah. So that's that's my highlight. <laughs> what about you, Catherine? I feel like yours is the like most important. Of my these. best scene. Yeah. Um, when they sing "Here Comes Peter Cottontail." Okay. <laughs> what makes sense? It it just makes it laugh. Hey, what's the, what's your favorite part of "Here Comes Peter Cottontail"? When they sing when they sing "Here Comes Peter Cottontail." Makes me think of Hot Rod. Like that, what's that song where grandma got run over by a reindeer? Grandma got run over by a reindeer? No, that's not it. What's your best scene? Vincent Price. Oh, you already said that? Yeah. Oh. All right, let down scenes. Saying I'm being distracted. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, what are the let down scenes? Uh, when he's on the farm, the surprise farm. Which one? With he, all the different colors and yeah. the cabbages and the red corn oh, and gotcha. When he goes to the surprise uh, garden, yeah, gotcha. surprise garden. <laughs> Farm garden bucket, whatever. <laughs> it's not because they're wildly different, but when you just said like the surprise farm, like, I'm like, wait, what? Which? <laughs> Like where they take them to get. Like, I knew what? I knew I had gotten it wrong when I saw Catherine's reaction because I was very confident that it was surprise farm. Yeah, because he said it here. surprise farm. You know, surprise farm. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, no, the, where they have the colors. I think it's funny because they go through the entire process and to get the yellow carrot and make yellow, and then he just writes blue on it. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just change it blue. And you're like, you made me watch that whole goddamn thing where they're squeezing out those carrots just to change the color later. Why don't you just put water in it and then change the color of the water? Like, this it doesn't is, work like that, Jeff. This is a wild misuse of resources, and this is why we have a drought. That's the surprise. The drought is the surprise. <laughs> There are other regions of this world that are dying from poverty <laughs> to allow the surprise farm to grow. Seymour Sassafras is the main source of economic anxiety that caused Iron Tail to rise to power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Do you guys use the word sassafras like in your daily language? No. no. In my daily language? <laughs> Maybe my monthly language? <laughs> Do you use it daily? I've, yeah. I don't know if I've ever used the word sassafras. Yeah, uh, what, every, in every context, gown, tell yeah. me how you use sassafras, Catherine. They're just being a sassafras. <laughs> like him. Like when he's being uh, him, I was so gonna be like, be a sassafras. Sassafras is a nice way to say shithead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah essentially, yes. Like in retrospect, I'm wondering now. Like you're being I'm, a sassafras because you just made me do so much more editing on the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh,. But I'm wondering now, in retrospect, if I say sassafras so much because of this movie. Like, is that where I got the word? I don't think any of us say sassafras. <laughs> and I don't think the three of us have seen this movie as much as you have, so there so, might be a connection. <laughs> Very possibly a connection there. I didn't think about that before. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think the there's a couple of the scenes. I think the ice skating is dumb. There's just a kind of shoehorned love interest in. Oh yeah, his his one night stand. Yeah, it was like, for the next 24 oh, yeah. hours. Because like, you're supposed to be the Valentine for 24 hours. Yeah, but you should also... Wait, va- hold on, sorry. Days. Wait, Valentines are supposed to only be for 24 hours? Like, you're gonna be my Valentine on Valentine's Day, so in theory it's just for 24 hours. Like, today, would you go home and be like, Sarah, you're my Valentine. Is this why yeah. we don't celebrate for the rest Valentine's? of my life? <laughs> What are you talking about? That's why they got married. Yeah, I, that's in our vows. You are legally now my Valentine. <laughs> Jeff, do you take Sarah to be your Valentine? For yes. No. No. Well, no one else can be my Valentine. No one else can be her Valentine. It's locked in. That's the whole point. <laughs> I don't ever have to search for another Valentine or New, or New Year's Eve kiss or any of that shit. I got it locked down. That must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's funny. The Valentine's are for 24 hours. There's an expiration date on your Valentine. <laughs> that's what you should have to say whenever you ask someone to be your Valentine. Will you be my Valentine? But just for today. Yeah, it only, it only matters. Come tomorrow, hours. you are clearly not my Valentine anymore. <laughs> uh, so I just think that's funny. It's encouraging one night stands and yeah. rabbit fucking. Um, so he <laughs> also... Yes, ice Ra- no, hold on. Rabbits fucking, yeah. not rabbit fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we're yeah. not promoting bestiality. Clear, <laughs> clear correction there. Um, I think it's also funny that he skates in the shape of a heart because every other cartoon has taught me that if you if you close a shape, you will fall on the ice. And uh, I you trust those other cartoons more. Die of exposure. This this movie has a no regard for the laws of physics. So. Yeah, I don't trust it at all. That ice would fall straight through. Yeah, if we're summarizing this movie, it's probably best said as inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. A 70s cartoon, isn't it? 
no, no, I'll make that a pull quote. I'm actually going to make the that ho- the pull quote. <laughs> the whole sequence, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. Okay. I don't even know what the other rabbit's name is. Like, she's not even a I major character. Donna. No! <laughs> don't give me the, like, exasperated and you don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Donna. Remember, like, she had said it like three times. There are fucking zero other people that know that that's Donna who have seen this <laughs> for the first time. I can't wait till we get to the bar trivia question. In Peter Cottontail, who is the love interest? <laughs> It's definitely the caterpillar, by the way. Like, <laughs> uh, he was definitely crushed when Antoine. Yeah, he was all up in his beard, <laughs> weaved himself in there. Oh god, guys, we need to move on. Oh man, segment. Domino, Domino, Ford. More Donna. No. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to give her a role, give you know her a what? role. I'm, I'm here for that. Give me more Donna so I can actually learn her name yeah. outside of so Catherine Don, incredulously yeah. shouting it at us. I, it's Donna! <laughs> I can How could you possibly that. not know it's Donna? <laughs> I can agree with that. Um, I, I don't understand why the Iron Tail needs an additional henchman. Like the like, bat and the spider? Yeah. Well, and the spider and the bat that he Why rides around. Why does he ride a bat? Because <laughs> <laughs> he has to get around. Yeah, this movie is... But what what world do rabbits and bats interact? I feel like maybe like a rabbit and like a robin or like a blue jay. <laughs> yeah, in the in the world building for this film, clearly the rabbits are the superior. Iron like, Tail just hightailing it on a blue or jay. Or like or like a like a t- like a sled dog version of mice. <laughs> I want to see the the sequel to this where the bats rise up and overthrow their oppressors. Yes. It's, well, give the, everyone rabies. The, the bats from the dark side and like the chicks from like the good side. Well, this game. this ends with Iron Tail pulling sanitation duty at what appears to be a correctional facility, or at least a correctional facility. No, it's a sanitation department. Okay. See, I thought he got assigned. It's no. work release. April yeah, Valley Sanitation release. Department. Okay. Well. What does that say? I was going to say he could get jumped by a gang of bats. I feel like the the plumbers union is going to have a problem saying that the lowest thing they could be demoted to is working for the sanitation department. That's true. Sanitation department. Peter Cottontail canceled. It's a movie, right? (laughs) Yeah, Peter Cottontail. Job shames. Peter Cottontail anti-union. Yeah, Yeah. not a good time to be anti-union. Yeah, we we don't job shame on this podcast, so (laughs) Peter Cottontail's canceled. Every cartoon we do gets changed. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> All right. So, is anybody else have anybody any else for? I got All right. What's our quiz for today? Well, first, I found ones that were like, "Go on an Easter egg hunt. We'll tell you what you got. Build an Easter basket. We'll guess your favorite candy." Then I found, "Is this a high thought or an Easter fact?" <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Chicks breaking out of their eggshell symbolizes the resurrection of Jesus. Like, the shell is the tomb and the chick is Jesus, man. Well, the man, that's that a high thought. Pretty I clear. think they're writing them all in that same they, way. Yeah, they write yeah. them oh, all. Oh, like, oh, yeah. oh. I was like, uh, yeah, that's like a dead giveaway. Yeah. So oh. They write them all as like a normal and then like a high thought. These Easter facts mm-hmm. are... This one's an Easter fact. So, wait, same... So, fact. 
chicks breaking out of their eggshells symbolizes the resurrection of Jesus. And then, like, the high thought of it is, like, the shell is the tomb and the chick is the Jesus man. Okay. Let's so. say fact. Fact? Correct. All right. Eggs have been tied to birth and rebirth, so early Christians adopted the symbolism to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. There's your answer from So before. which, which came first? Je- which came first, Jesus or the egg? Oh, my God. <laughs> Rabbits are Easter's mascots because they spring new life. Hello, Fergle. That's how I thought. I thought. Nope. Oh. Rabbits have become the prolific icon of Easter. Because they fuck? Because they've been symbolic of fertility. This rabbit fucks. Yep. (laughs) Yep. The earliest Easter rabbits were actually found to lay soft shell eggs. And then evolution happened. What? Oh, is this part of the quiz? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's got to be high. Yeah, that's a high They don't lay eggs, they're mammals. (laughs) Red-painted eggs connote the blood of Christ, which is some freaky shit. That's going to be a fact. I feel like that's That's an Easter fact for sure. Yeah. 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 Boy, I feel like Easter used to be really creepy. Easter used to be metal as shit. You know what I mean? Like, every tradition for every holiday is all, like... The most heinous thing you could possibly. You got blood of, of Christ eggs and just rabbits fucking in the background and just. <laughs> 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 All right, like who? Like I get like birth, but like picking rabbits because they have so much sex and have so many babies is like a weird reason to attach it to mm-hmm. Easter, right? Yeah, just pick a Catholic family. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, no. Green eggs were exchanged the first time Easter ever fell on 420 in 1938. No. No. Golden day folk were way turn up. That's that's a high fact. Yep. Yeah. This is not a very hard quiz. One of of the first Easter eggs had another egg inside of it. Eggception. That's a high thought. Um, Like another... Oh, so that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, I'll go fact. It's a fact. In 1885, the first Imperial Fabergé was created. It uh, opened to another yolk, which then opened to a hen. Oh, that's weird. The first chocolate egg was conceived after historians discovered that Jesus enjoyed the taste of cocoa beans. <laughs> well, man, they really... They're not trying very They're not well. trying very well. Uh, 120 pa- million pounds of candy are consumed on Easter. Fact. That's a high high thought because it's about eating candy. No, no it's, it's a, fact. a fact. That's like all the Super Bowl facts. Yeah. Like how much food sure. is eaten. I just thought they were going for a thing there. Mm. Or it's a both. It's a both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, I was right. Yep. <laughs> you were wrong. Okay, that's all I got. All right. Um... I did get, I I threw out a quick listener question uh, while we started recording, Uh, because we talked about, you know, Casey Kasem, Vincent Price, uh, pretty prolific voice actors. Uh, So who is your, maybe not all time, but who's your favorite voice actor? Mark Hamill. Yep. I I think this is hard because I don't know that I like know a ton. Like I think you guys know all the people that voice all your favorite stuff. This and is I don't fair. Think I yeah. do. I have no idea. Um, Shemmel. Oh, see, oh, I don't know. Shemmel or Saban. Yeah. <coughs> if we're going, 
Okay, if we're pulling strictly DBZ, I might have to say Sabat. Just because yeah. Vegeta's voice work is fucking amazing. This podcast is getting more niche all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll stick with Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark for Hamill for me. Uh, Garrett Wright from Two Views. He shot us out, uh, Mark Hamill. Alex Winter, at Winter is Hot, uh, said, does Jim Nance count? <laughs> <laughs> he does voiceover work. Uh, Joey said, Gilbert Gottfried. Okay. And then uh, First Issue Club, they they threw out a fantastic one. They said Billy West. Yeah, and Billy what? West, I believe, Billy West is a huge one. He's up there with, like, Tara Strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think he's Fry is his biggest one. Fry from uh, Futurama. Oh, okay. I need to see who all else he plays. There's yeah, he's on Futurama, Ren and Stimpy, Doug. He was in Space Jam. You also can't leave out... Um... Oh, why did I just space on his name? John DiMaggio? No, no, no. Um, Frank Oz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc, yeah. Who's the... So there's there's one guy... I have no idea what his name is. There's one guy that's voiced a ton of different characters within Disney. Uh, Oh, the the dude that does the pig. (sighs) Wait. Wait, which pig? From Toy Story. Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, that's the oh, guy. Okay. That's Norm from Cheers. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, so I can give you the characters that he voiced. I'm pretty sure. Okay. He's the captain of the guard in Aladdin. Okay. And he's the bad guy in like all the goofy stuff. Oh, it's yeah, that voice. Yeah, that yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. Hardy guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like. Okay. Uh, yeah. That guy is in like everything, so I recognize his voice and stuff. And then, if I'm going, like, maybe well-known, I'm go James Earl Jones. Okay. Good one. Sounds um, good. Yeah. Catherine, what was yours? John Fiedler. Is that the guy who plays the pig? Piglet. Oh, Piglet. Oh, oh okay, cool. okay. And he's also in In Prisoner Groove, uh, The Rescuers, uh, and okay. Fox and Hound. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know who does... He's also in The Odd Couple. You know who also is really good in Emperor's New Groove is Patrick Warburton, the guy who plays Kronk. Mm. Wow, we we should throw up Patrick Warburton in general There's another as well, one we're yeah. missing. And I'm sure there's a ton that we're missing. There's so many that we're missing. Um, oh, what's his name? I mean, John anyway. Goodman, for that matter, does a really good... Yeah, John mm-hmm. Goodman. Anyway, let's move on because we, we could sit and list voice actors Last all day. Because okay. James Earl Jones is also Mufasa, I'm gonna go Jeremy Irons for Scar. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, that, I did not like that, that in the new trailer. I haven't seen where it. it's not the same voice. It is not, not Jeremy, Jeremy Irons, and it bothers me a lot more than I thought it would. Because how like how off is it? Like tone it's wise, it's close, off. Or? Honestly, but it's not Jeremy Irons. Is it? Is it worse because it's close? And you can tell it's not the same. Thing. I don't think so. It's close enough that it won't bother me. But if you, if you're a big fan of what Irons did, or if you're just a diehard Lion King fan, you're not gonna like the change. It's why isn't he in it? I don't think they asked him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they changed a lot of the stuff. So like yeah. John Oliver is Zazu versus mm-hmm. Rowan Atkinson, and that like Rowan Atkinson's still around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, huh. However, the uh, the trailer features a clip at the end of. Uh, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen singing the intro for Lion Sleeps Tonight. It's fucking awesome. Really? Yeah, very excited for them as Timon and Pumbaa. Okay. 
Alright, so let's keep moving. Alright, so last things we've got are ratings and who the hell is this for. So, Catherine, we'll let you go last. Since I feel like we movie. can do this differently for ratings, since this is kind of a different thing. Is it? Would you watch this with your kids on Easter? That's too no? easy, because okay. the answer is uh, the answer should be yes. <laughs> I mean, what other Easter not. movie are you going to watch with it besides Passion of the Christ? <laughs> Predator. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not. A, you're just picking a different movie. You're just picking a movie to watch with your kids. <laughs> So, I mean... Terminator 2, because he rises again. Judgment Day, yeah. Oh my gosh. I give this 3 out of 5 Easter eggs. <laughs> 3 out of 5 <laughs> Easter eggs? So, 6 out of 10. That's probably okay. where it'll yeah. answer me. There's not... Like I said, my, my rating scale is always non-adjusted. Yeah. Right? So, it's a great kids movie. Will I ever watch this one again by myself? Probably not. Will I watch it if my family has it on, or if my nieces or nephews want to watch it? Sure. But I... This is not a movie, like... Disney movies for me, like, I could watch by myself or with my wife or whatever, but I'm not going to revisit this yeah. one. So that's probably a six. I mean, I'm, a, I'm probably going to settle at six as well. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know what I mean? Riley. I'm going with a four. Uh, because it's just, I'd put, like, those Christmas movies, the Christmas versions, at, like, maybe, like, six or seven, like, with mm-hmm. your guys' points. See, I prefer but these to the, this this to is, the Christmas I ones. think this is... Way worse. A lower quality. Yeah. <laughs> so four for me. Was it the Conan O'Brien puppet that really ruined it for you? There's a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Catherine, what is this one for you? Um, probably like an eight. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple extra points for nostalgia yeah. for growing up mm-hmm. with it for sure. Yeah. Cool. That's super high up there. All right. So who the hell is this movie for? Well. If you want more Easter Bunny, you should go watch Hop. And if you just want more Bunny, then you should go watch Tale of Peter Rabbit. Hello! Hey. Starring James Corden! Right? That one? Yes. Okay. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Um, Alright, so Hop and Tale of Peter Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we say that we're taking all the original, like, Christmas ones off the board? Like, yeah. You can't really yeah. That's a, a pretty basic mm-hmm. recommendation. Heat Miser. You saying Heat? We're recommending Heat if they like this movie? No, the Heat Miser. Yeah. I'm going to say Heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one. Because rabbits are in Heat. I have are one. They? Oh, God. <laughs> a wacky time-traveling movie, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Ah. Okay. Is it excellent adventure? Uh, <laughs> now I don't want to pick it. <laughs> I am going to say Night of the Lepus. <laughs> what the fuck? It is a B-horror movie featuring an attack by giant rabbits. <laughs> How do you spell lepus? L-E-P-U-S. L-E-P-U-S. So lupus with an E. Yeah. Okay. Or Lexus with a P. There you go. <laughs> sure. Probably <laughs> better uh... Um, let's see what else here. Lepus. <laughs> Jeff, did you have one? Um, I mean, I took away my easy ones, so I don't know. I'm just trying to think of cartoons around the same era. I think I've made it one already, but I really love the 1960s, 70s version of, uh, um, shit. Robin Hood with the foxes. Oh, yeah. Um, so probably that. Okay. I also say it's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just naming old movies. No, because it's like alternate 
timeline shit oh, and okay. like a man addressing his flaws and it's a good family experience. What At about, that point, you might as well just say Ghost of Girlfriend's Pass. I will. Right. Ghost of Girlfriend's Pass. I'm going to put that on Catherine's record. 13 going on 30. 13 <laughs> ghosts. Freaky Friday. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween 3. No. <laughs> Season uh, of the Witch starring Nicolas Cage. How about a movie about the dangers of lying? Pinocchio? Uh, Pinocchio. Big Fat Wire. <laughs> there you go. Big, big Fat Fibber. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No. I, I got nothing. No. I'm about to wrap. All right. So for next week, we did get a review from the guys over at First Issue Club. All right. Okay. Um, that we talked when we talked to them over at Grinders. Uh, I shot them a message earlier, and they gave us a small list. Excellent. So, and Are this is a poll. We're or? gonna have to whittle it down to a poll. Okay. Okay. So we've got Death to Smoochie. Four Weddings and a Funeral, Yes. While You Were Sleeping, Dark Crystal, Baby's Day Out, and Meet the Feebles. Oh, Baby's Day Out for sure. And I'm going to say Meet the Feebles needs to be on there. I don't know Meet the Feebles. Meet the Feebles is a uh, um, Peter Jackson uh, from when he was really weird before he got Lord of the Rings. When he was doing like horror and this this is after he left horror and now it's just like gross out puppet comedy it's what that melissa mccarthy one was first oh interesting yeah how about what two did you say baby's day out and meet, meet the, the feebles those two while you were sleeping in four weddings and a funeral Sounds good. All right. What is the theme of this poll? <laughs> Those are movies they suggested. Yeah, that's the first it's issue club. It's just yeah, the first issue the club. The first issue club. Can I say this again? Uh-huh. I'll, I'll cut Meet the Feebles to put in Dark Crystal, though. Because cause it did say that's one of Greg's favorites, one mm-hmm. of the guys over there. Okay, and I'll be honest, I don't know which, what Dark Crystal is either. Oh, no, Dark no, Crystal is fucking amazing. That's not... The one with David Bowie's Labyrinth, right? Right. Okay. What's Dark Crystal, then? Dark Crystal is a Jim Henson... It's similar to Labyrinth. But sure. it's by Jim Henson. Okay. Right. What, Catherine? All right, so Dark Crystal, Baby's Day Out, Meet the Feebles, and While You Were Sleeping. Yeah. No, uh, Meet the Fe- Cut Meet the Feebles for Dark Four Christ. Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. yeah. Four Weddings and a Funeral, While You Were Sleeping, uh, Dark, Crystal Dark Crystal, and Baby Day's Out. Baby Day's Out, yeah. yeah. We'll get around to Meet the Feebles at some point, because it's one that is definitely worth talking about. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. So that is, we've got it settled. <clears throat> be looking out for our poll. That'll probably be out by the time you listen to this. I say it every time and it still always is. I always get caught up on it. But yeah, so poll's coming out sometime this week. Can you do scheduled tweets? I cannot. Ahead of time? I don't you think can? so. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to hire a PR guy who takes over the account for us. <laughs> We had an intern. Yeah. <laughs> we are now accepting applications for the Who the Hell is This For intern. It's a remote position with no pay. No no pay. <laughs> You're going to edit the pod for me. Because editing the pod is just a goddamn nightmare. This is a full-time freelance position. <laughs> Hopefully the cat doesn't step on my computer again this week and break the touchpad. It didn't sound like it really broke it as fast as Catherine fixed it. So This is fair. This is also, weird. if it breaks, do you not have a mouse? No, I don't. Okay. I should probably get one of those. I could probably get you like an extra one for work. Uh, that would be awesome. I think a cat might eat it. <laughs> our, 
Our cat is a terrorist. This has been episode 30 of Who the Hell is This For? Thank you guys for listening.